Hello, welcome to our second episode of Afternoon Tea, a podcast dedicated to centering the voices of everyday Asian Americans. The premise of this podcast is that all of our panelists will bring two questions, one funny question and one serious question. Today's panelists are... Hi, my name is Alex. Um, I go by he, his, and I'm currently located in Chicago, and I'm Taiwanese-American. Hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Charmaine. I go by she, her, they, them, and I am at a suburb of Chicago right now, specifically South Elgin, and I am Filipino-American. Where is South Elgin compared to Chicago? Um, that is a northwest suburb. Oh, okay. It's pretty far. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm James, and uh, my... Was it prefix, right? Your pronoun. Pronoun? What? <laughs> my pronoun is uh, he, his as well. Uh, I am also located in South Elgin, uh, and I am Thai. I'm Bing Wang. I use he, him pronouns, and I am currently located in Los Angeles, California, and I am Taiwanese American. All right, so how's everyone doing? Pretty Great. good, pretty good. What did you all think of the first episode? It's pretty whack. <laughs> no, I just can't. It was pretty it was- good. Um, we were all over the place for sure. A little bit, but we had some good reviews on the first episode. Is this your first question? No. Awkward. So who wants to give their first question today? Yeah, so I could start with my serious question. Um, and it's basically, how do you get through a hard work day? And I think that's just kind of relevant because like, I think a lot of us, um, after the holidays, are kind of getting back into the flow of things. And you know, some days I think are just like tougher than others. And it's just like, what are strategies or methods to kind of just stay motivated to kind of get you through the day. What? That's very true. Well, yeah, Alex, that's a great question. <laughs> All right, let me see. Uh, so this is what I do. So I currently work in uh, logistics, so I feel like every day at work is a hard day for me. So what I usually like to do is I like to set small goals for myself, just because like once you, uh, if you don't, I feel like if you don't set small goals, you kind of get overwhelmed and you just feel like you don't get anything done. So I like to, you know, I'll come in, I'll just be like, I need to get this, this, and this done. And then once I knock that out, I feel a little more satisfied with what I do. But overall, I kind of, when it comes to it being a hard work day, I guess I just, I just think about getting off work and the, uh, just the stuff I'm going to do afterwards. So that, that's kind of what motivates me is uh, the stuff I want, I do. Just having that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's, that's how I get through my hard day. Like, I feel like every day is pretty hard in grad school because I'm currently in grad school for Asian American Studies at UCLA. Every day is pretty hard, especially during finals week where all the papers are due. That week is when everything is multiplied by 50. All the stresses multiplied by 50. The only way I got through finals week was having something to look forward to. Um, So I knew that once I finished all my three papers, um, I would be getting on a plane, I would be traveling to Chicago and seeing all my friends. You know, just knowing that there's a reward after all of this keeps me motivated but what if what if it's like okay there's the light at the end of the tunnel but you know right after the light there's another tunnel because because that's just how work works you you just gotta go day by day man like you can't i don't know it's an endless cycle but staying positive is how you get through you gotta find ways to make that light longer i think the ultimate uh light at the end of the tunnel would probably be a retirement (laughs) Just keep thinking about retirement. 40 years Damn, from now. But that's so bleak. But that's what my parents are doing. They're retired. They're living the best lives You're right needed. now. They have, a, they have their own garden. They're, they haven't bought vegetables in like two years. They don't worry about their children anymore because they're all doing fine. 
I'm living the best life. Dang, your parents don't worry about you, dude? Not anymore. <laughs> are, are you Asian? My mom still comes over and folds my socks. That's super nice. <laughs> I wish my mom folded my socks. That's that's the light at the end of your tunnel. <laughs> yep, it's like, I oh, can't wait to get home and see my mom, man. What about you, Charmaine? What do you, what, how do you get through a hard day? To be honest, I f <laughs> I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um, mostly because I feel like a zombie at work. <laughs> My my work is very project-based. I don't necessarily need to communicate a lot with my clients because a lot of our a lot of the communication is done through our sales representatives. And so it's our sales representatives that kind of give us the notes and the rundown of what needs of what the client wants. So usually the notes already have everything. Um I would probably just like make a call or two to ask questions and to clarify some things some details about the work and stuff like that but other than that i'm pretty much just like in front of the computer like doing uh cad work cad meaning um computer aided design which doesn't require a lot of like word thinking or math thinking it's a lot of just like visual like puzzle making like putting legos together in the computer and yeah there's a lot of things that I prefer doing. So sometimes I kind of just, uh, what do you call that? I daydream while oh. I'm working. Slash I do, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think listening to podcasts definitely get me through the day. And what's your favorite podcast? Um, oh my God, all the episodes of Afternoon Tea is so great. I listened to that one episode that they released recently, like over and over. Don't you like <laughs> the kidding. Harry Potter jokes? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> The podcasts that I listen to or have been listening to are, let's see, there's this one called Unfuck Your Brain. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, have you listened to it? Listened to some episodes. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, it's pretty radical thinking. And I'm not sure yet if I really agree like 100% with what they're saying um, slash how useful it is, like everything that they say, um, how useful they are to my life. Because it's not like I can convince everyone else, not convince, but I don't think I can really help other people understand, like, m my own change in mindset, you know, when I say things like, oh, I don't really, like, feel hurt or something, and they'll be like, why, why don't you feel hurt? Like, you should be offended or whatever, and I'll be like, I, I don't know why I have to, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> um, We're keeping it. Another... Another podcast that I've been listening to is uh, this one called Making a Business, I think. Yeah, it's really helpful. So yes, podcasts help me get through my day. Yeah, I think uh, podcasts are definitely helpful. Like, I feel really lucky that I'm at a workplace where I can like listen to music and listen to podcasts. Um, but yeah, I think personally, my strategy so far has been just like looking forward to like very small things that happen throughout the day. Mm. Like for me, I get like really excited for like lunch. If I want to treat Same. myself, I could like lunch is nice. I could, like go to the local McDonald's and then splurge and get like extra nuggets. Yo, uh, Burger King, uh, ten ten nuggets for one dollar. This podcast is brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> I'll ask my question. Um, it's a, it's a silly question. Are there any foods or ingredients that you just you just refuse to eat? Well, I don't like eating cheese, 
Is that because you're lactose intolerant? That, and because I feel like a lot of times they're used inappropriately. Like, cheese is, like, added on stuff randomly, even if, you know, we don't need it. What's the most atrocious combination of cheese and some other food that you've ever had? Mm. Wait, is this the next question? (laughs) No, it's just an add-on to the question. (laughs) This is the next question. I was just really curious about what I think, his what I don't have a specific example, but I could think about a specific uh, moment. I think it was like back in college at like the cafeteria. They would just have like perfectly good food, but then they would just add a ton of cheese on top of it. That would make it so I can't eat it. And so Dude, that it might sounds just be like, like heaven. <laughs> no, it sounds awful. It's like you had you had like chicken or like you had fried chicken that tasted like chicken, but then you just add a ton of cheese. <laughs> and it was just like wait like okay all, that's just kind of wrong all you taste is cheese or like it'll be like i don't even know what else yeah it might be like mashed potatoes and it'll be like a ton of cheese you know this question kind of falls into my silly question but uh we can uh, i can ask that later gosh it's not all about you james okay my turn um <laughs> oh i i don't really like what's that thing that you like a lot james buffalo, buffalo sauce <laughs> You don't like buffalo sauce? No, I do not. I don't know why. What is okay, buffalo so don't... sauce made of? I think it's ranch and hot sauce. <laughs> um, what else do I not like? There's also I try to avoid sriracha just because it's just too spicy for Whoa, me. What? I know, mm. like it doesn't taste like super bad. Like if it was less spicy, like I wouldn't mind it. Like a little dab on things. Like not authentic Japanese rolls <laughs> when they put like just you know random ingredients in there like sriracha, like I wouldn't uh, mind that. Yeah, but then again, your question was avoiding at all costs. So I guess like for me, it's just buffalo sauce is one of them. If a person said, "Here's some buffalo sauce. If you eat it, and I'll give you a thousand dollars." Oh yeah, I would definitely eat it. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, way to give up your morals for money. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Would you five, eat five, cheese five. for a thousand? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd eat a lot of stuff for a thousand dollars. I would not eat, like, pure animal fat. Like, if it was just, like, this huge chunk of fat from, like, a pig, like, I wouldn't eat it. But Even if it's, like, uh, what? How large of a chunk? Funny story, actually. <laughs> hey, so you guys have uh, been to, like, you know, those Korean barbecue places, right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm surrounded by them. Yeah, so I went. I went to one in Thailand, and instead of like butter, they kind of gave you like uh, like pig fat to Ooh. you know grease up the pan or the grill. And I didn't know that's what it was for, so I literally you know like put it on the grill, cooked <laughs> it, put it in my mouth, ate it, and it was disgusting. <laughs> um, I was really hoping it would be the best thing I've ever tasted. You know, it felt really weird in my mouth but um my aunt just she purposely didn't tell me even though she saw me do it she was like he's he's got to learn on his own but would you do it again for a thousand dollars definitely oh interesting a thousand dollars is a decent amount of money like i feel like what's something right, what's I... something that you wouldn't eat even for a thousand dollars ginger i would not eat ginger for a thousand dollars wait no way what Ginger's pretty ginger's good so though good Ginger's terrible. I would, I just okay, have, wait, I would wait, wait, pay but... up to $10 to eat ginger. You would pay to eat ginger? Ginger's so good. I mean, if a person would have paid me $1,001, maybe I would eat ginger, but $1,000 or less, no way. Wait a minute. 
Cause like, I just, what about I, ginger flavored things like broths and stuff? I don't like ginger ale or ginger beer. So you know what how, about like, like ginger ale? Uh, so good. How about gingerbread cookies? I have never had those. I'm gonna call this ginger tea. New podcast I, name. I just have a very general mistrust towards ginger because it's like it's so prevalent in Chinese Taiwanese cuisines. Like it's not it's in a lot of dishes. Because it tastes and in great. These Chin- <laughs> I I disagree because in these Chinese dishes, cooked ginger always looks exactly like chicken, and I love chicken, but it's like a game of chance every time I eat a dish with chicken and ginger. Okay, but so how, like, how, it, what if what if there was like a person or a, uh, there was a situation where you could eat this gingered flavored broth or dish or like it, it just has ginger in its like main ingredients and they skillfully and very, what's the word, in detail got rid of every single chunk uh-huh. of ginger in there. Is there still a hint of a flavor of ginger? Yeah, of course. It's it's part of the ingredients. Is it overpowering? That's so relative and subjective. <laughs> like, does it over does the ginger flavor overpower all the other flavors of the dish? I want to say no, but it's key. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how your dishes are, like it's, how dishes are for like other countries, but like, in the Philippines, there are definitely dishes that have ginger in them. But ginger is like not like the taste it's just part of the taste yeah i don't know if i'll do it I dang just... i'm gonna have to let i'm gonna have to let you try some of our dishes um i mean i'll try it <laughs> but you have to give me more than a thousand dollars what the <laughs> fine you're gonna be missing out <laughs> and my mom would make me these every time i got sick my mom would make me these uh coca-cola ginger soups and she would feed it to me every time i got sick there's another reason why I hate it because it reminds me of all the times that I got sick. That's funny. A lot of people like it because it reminds them of getting better from sickness. <laughs> well, I prefer to look in the past. <laughs> Yikes. You're a half glass empty, glass half empty kind of person? No, I'm pessimist. I'm just exaggerating about my hatred towards ginger. Okay, but ingredients wise. I probably wouldn't eat octopus that's, like, un- uncooked. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's really good, though. Nah. So is ginger. <laughs> well, that is your opinion, Alex. The flavor of the octopus is more objective. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. It's also the texture, like, uncooked octopus. <laughs> nah. Okay, no, I, I get that. All right, should we move on to another question? Yes. Well, both my serious and silly kind of right off of uh, the past two questions. But uh, I guess uh, my serious question would be, what do you do to relieve stress? Sex. Drawing. Why are you saying hey, those why, things like that? Why, why don't you just go and uh, give your... Why not? Why, why, why don't you just use sentence? Drawing. Why not? Sex. Drawing. So, Charmaine, I think you should just go ahead and give us your answers in the, that exact tone. Drawing. Eating. <laughs> Someone cast me for their next, uh, what do you call that? Like their, <laughs> their signature DJ sound in their song recordings. Like Mustard. The DJ Mustard, what's his? It's like, mother on the beat, ho. <laughs> Eating. I don't know. 
<laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely this is a, not. This is a serious question. My name is Charlemagne. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a, this is a silly segment. No, but actually, eating is very de-stressing for me. I mean, all those answers are, yeah, legitimate. Yeah. Um, I took a lot of naps. Like, I took a lot of naps during finals week. My parents actually said that when I was little, I used to do this a lot too. Like, whenever I got yelled at or had a bad day at school, I would just take a nap. So now it's like my most trustworthy thing to do when I'm stressed. Take a nap. And then everything else gets better. That's interesting, because... I feel naps stress me out. Because, like, you, you fall asleep and then you wake up and then you lose time. And usually, like, the reason I'm stressed is because I don't have enough time. I feel like the reason I'm stressed is because I'm tired. So a nap always just makes me feel better. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that one. Uh, I don't think I could go through a day without taking a nap. Yeah. I actually sacrifice my, my lunch time to take a nap Ooh. in my car every day. Every day? Every day. Nice. So do you just not eat lunch then? I uh, I eat as I work. Oh, okay. So I mean, it takes me like five minutes to cram a sandwich down my mouth. So. <laughs> yeah. What kind so, of sandwich do you make? You know, it's it's always different. I actually don't even eat sandwiches. <laughs> you just lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I eat sandwiches. But usually I just go to Subway, like a Subway sandwich. Okay. I just like we have uh we have people who like pick up food for us. So. I thought you didn't like Subway. No, I like Subway. I just get tired of it. Like when it, if I wanted, if I was gonna get Subway with you, I don't want to go because I already had Subway. So that's why it seems like I don't like it. I just have it too yeah, often. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Subway with you, Charmaine. <laughs> she's literally just staring at the mic oh. right now. Nice. Oh. I'm so. She's, she's speechless. I'm so. I'm so. <laughs> anyway. Am I being mean? Uh, how do you release? Still no how comment. How do you release stress? Right, right. The more important thing, stress relieving. Um, I take the full hour of my lunch break to eat and draw slash read. Recently, it's more drawing than reading, but yeah, I, I do a lot of that. And then when I get home, I also just draw slash god i don't know what do i have a life what are your favorite things to draw um a lot of the things that i've been drawing are for organizations that i'm a part of so like um i've drawn like a t-shirt design recently for gabriella chicago um and sometimes for luia chicago which is a open mic slam poetry um, kind of event that are organized by Filipino Americans. But as of late, I have been doing more personal work. Um, and I've been drawing a lot of like, just people, <laughs> mainly like female um, figures. <laughs> I can show you guys later if you want. But yeah, just that. I like drawing people. Damn, it's so cool. I wish I could draw. Plus, for the audience out there, Charmaine actually designed our afternoon tea logo. So she's very talented. <laughs> yeah, if anybody needs anything done, I'll just contact yep. her. This podcast is brought to you by Charmaine. <laughs> for me, it's kind of helpful to talk out my problems or my tensions with someone, whether it's like just chat online or in person if possible. 
I think that goes a long way in relieving stress. Because um, at least for me, I think a lot of stress is just brought on from just thinking in circles in my head. And so being able to vocalize that um, just really helps process my thoughts and helps get me through it. Is that why you have like seven chats open all the time? I'm a very, I'm a very stressed out person. He just, he just <laughs> called you out, man. I wasn't. Why call- are you calling me out? I wasn't like calling that? him out. I was just. I, it was no, just, just something kidding, that I dude. noticed that Alex did. Charmaine, let's get Subway without being. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I totally agree, Alex, with uh, the whole conversing with someone slash venting. Not necessarily venting. I feel like it's really just more like catching up with people and connecting with people. Um, James is my go-to for sure, and I look forward to that like every day at the end of the day you totally stole my answer i'm very disappointed right now adorable same answer do i care replace james with alex for me (laughs) that's adorable so i was thinking about children's books the other day and this is a silly question i mean this could be serious too i guess but it's just like what children's book would you want as like a novel so like a more adult novel. Ooh. So like- Junie B. Jones. Junie B. Jones. I don't know why exactly, but I was so in love with that book. I will recite the first couple lines for you. Hi, my name is Junie B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice, but that's... Oh, I actually forgot it, but... <laughs> Wait, have you guys read the Junie no. B. Jones novels? <laughs> tell, yes. tell me more. Can you recite the whole book? It. Can this podcast uh, yeah. just be you Actually, telling, no, no, I can't. reading out the whole book? Should I just read? Should I just read you and be Jones to you guys? But what's the book about? <laughs> it's literally just about a bratty little kindergarten kid who, like, and it's just like the life of her. Of her, but like she has like an imagination, so she always like thinks up like some crazy story that goes with every book. So I thought that was always cool. Magic Tree House was pretty cool too, kind of the same concept. Oh, uh, Magic Tree House would be. Ooh, it would be like its own Harry Potter universe. You're right. Imagine if they made movies for that. Like, they could have so many movies. You're making Harry Potter references now? Who's Harry Potter? <laughs> Only the greatest wizard of all time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Greatest wizard of all time. Or is that Doctor Strange? It's got, yeah, definitely oh, Doctor see. Strange. Did Harry Potter defeat Thanos? He defeated <laughs> his Thanos. Thanos just wanted to wanted to remove half the people in the world the dark wizard wanted to kill everyone in the world i think my selection would be either the very hungry caterpillar or the rain (laughs) or the rainbow fish and i just feel like both of those books set up such interesting characters that i just really want to have them fleshed out more i see i want to i want to learn about their families I wanna, I wanna learn about the community. I wanna know more about them growing up. Oh, uh, I see. And the life they lead. What? Wh- why don't you create it? I think that's that's a big challenge. But maybe maybe one yeah. day. I think I would choose the Berenstain Bears because those were my favorite children's books growing up. Plus, I love bears. I just wanna see what brother and sister bear are up to right now. Like what they were doing as teenagers, what they were doing as adults what kind of jobs they gotten what kind of crowds they were involved in you know if they had children i just want to know the whole family tree sure man what uh what about you what book do you want 
Um, I'm kind of embarrassed because I don't really have like a children's book that I really like that much. I'm like looking, I'm looking through Google right now for like famous children's books, and I'm like, ah, I don't really care to see those in Did a novel. Did you like any like Dr. Seuss books? Oh, but like movies, um, children's movies that you saw. Children's turn into movies? a book. Turned into a book. Gosh, I'm blanking right now. And animes that you watched <laughs> as you were younger. Disney movies. Sailor Moon. Oh my God! <laughs> Can Sailor Moon please be a movie, please, or not movie, a novel? Ooh. Holy Wait, crap! Wait, the Sailor Moon come out as a what is it? What is what? What did it come out as? It's a manga. Oh, okay. So it's like a quote unquote graphic novel, but I'd like to see it in like J.K. Rowling's words. <laughs> See, there's that Harry Potter reference again. Oh, right? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Actually, no. Maybe not J.K. Rowling's words because <laughs> I remember trying to read that like five years ago and I was stumped. <laughs> I'm a, I'm kind of a slow reader, guys. Hey, look, the rainbow I have fish. Like a, I have like a slow reading comprehension, relatively. So my question is, Name a public figure or an artist that you looked up to when you were younger. So someone famous. Yeah. Okay. Like a pretty known, like person in their sphere. Can it be a fictional character? I think it's important to see them like. Like it's important that they had like a visual presence, in our world. So like whether they existed like. In social media or on TV or like on a cover of a book I actually uh, let's see I looked up to uh, Jackie Chan do tell <laughs> do tell well one I mean there wasn't very many famous celebrities in the Asian market back in the day I felt like uh, honestly I kind of just picked I, I like looked up to Jackie Chan just because he was Asian um, but then he was also like, I really enjoyed his movies as well, so <clears throat> that's why I, I also looked up to him. Badass Asian American. Yeah, pretty much. He kind of made Asians cool, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the white society. <laughs> uh, yeah, a person that can't really speak English but can do karate is the only acceptable for <laughs> for the white crowd. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty bad, huh? <laughs> but no, not gonna lie, that's how I was kind of. I I was actually kind of treated like that too, being an Asian, uh-huh. being surrounded by a lot of uh, non-Asians. That that used they used to call me Jackie Chan all the time, which is in hindsight pretty racist. But <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing to be called. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I was called Yao Ming when I was oh. a kid. Well, I I did take it as a compliment, but now looking back, I'm like, hmm, they probably could have just learned my name. It, I mean, I guess it's it's in context as well on how they called you it. Yeah, like. Have you guys ever seen Leia Salonga? Yeah. Do you know who she is? Mulan. Mulan and Jasmine from Aladdin. Um, yeah, so someone in my school said that I looked like her. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, that's racist. <laughs> from a- I was like, just because she's Filipino and we both sing. <laughs> that doesn't was this coming from a white like person? Her. It is coming from a white person, indeed. Yeah. You look nothing alike. But um, I looked up to... Uh, You're both very talented people. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, She's at. <laughs> which one is I? <laughs> Leia Salonga. 
Okay, she's magnificent. I'm the eight one. Okay, so what was I going to say? Oh, I looked up to, I think one of the first figures that I looked up to was Lucy Liu. Um, and I think it started even before I came to America. It was when I first watched Charlie's Angels in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like seeing her amongst like all these white um actors and actresses i was just like whoa it's awesome that like an asian person is making it big in hollywood you know yeah um and aside from that even in other things that i watched as a kid in the philippines a lot of the people that i rooted for were like people with black hair in general because i felt that like that was the closest thing to like representation of who i was like outside (laughs) like racially um, how I looked and all that stuff and media that was not already like Filipino. Mm. Um, so like, for example, in Powerpuff Girls, I rooted for Buttercup. And the green one? Yes, that is the green one. Um, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen Totally Spies. I have, I have. <laughs> it's a quality show. <laughs> it was borderline almost anime. Borderline, <laughs> yes. Um, so... They it's it's basically a Cartoon Network show of three spies. Um, they're all women, um, and one of them had black hair. Her name was Alex. Oh, Alex! <laughs> and I rooted for her. Um, there's another one called like Winks, and it's a comic book slash made into a cartoon at some point. I think was that the fairy one? Yeah, it was Winks Club. It was like a bunch of people who turned into fairies, and I rooted for the Asian one. Um, so yeah, I just rooted for everyone that looked anywhere remotely Asian. Oh, and Bratz dolls? I was a Jade fan. (laughs) Yes, yes, I was. (laughs) I feel like we're seeing a kind of a pattern here, because I also looked up to an Asian-American actor when I was younger. I I really looked up to Dante Bosco, because my favorite... Really? Yeah, because my favorite movie when I was growing up was Steven Spielberg's um, Hook, and Dante Bosco played Rufio. The, mm-hmm. the leader of the Lost yes. Boys. When I was little, I would pretend to be Peter Pan, and I would imagine Rufio to be beside me and fighting against Cap- Captain Hook together. Aww. I almost said capitalism. And I, 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 I wasn't able to ex- explain why I loved that character so much when I was younger, but when I got older, I realized it was because it was one of the few cool Asian-Americans that I saw on screen. You know, an Asian-American that didn't play stereotypes, you know, the same stereotypes that I was made fun of in school. So it was really cool that I saw just a really cool Asian-American portrayed on screen. Yeah, for sure. I wish I knew about Hook and Dante Bosco like when I was younger. Um, He's so cool. But yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about it until college. Was that when you watched uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender? Who, me? No, I said college when I watched he actually, uh, <laughs> oh, Dante Bosco actually came to U of I once for fact. Yes, yes, and I did, I took a picture with him. It's in my Instagram and everything. I have his autograph. Yeah, and um, does he smell nice? It looks like he probably smell nice. smells amazing. What the heck? He probably puts lotion in his, in his hair. Oh, yeah, probably. We should hit him up. He should join our podcast. Yeah, I would. I would love oh, to meet that crap. guy. I think I would just. Yeah. I think if I met that guy, I would just. I would just be speechless. Okay, I. I can definitely try to get him to our podcast. My, uh, my One of my exes, she got a signature from him for me that said, Dear Bing, Bangarang from Rufio. Oh, my God. And that was, I, I, I just couldn't talk for like 20 minutes. Aww. Best gift I've ever gotten. 
Oh, Bing. It should have been Bingarang. Wait, so Bing, you didn't meet him? I. You totally just. I saw him on stage. You just, just interrupted my pun. That, oh, did I? What was your. Bingarang? <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I heard That's it. actually the first time that's anybody's ever said Bingarang to me, so props to you. That's your new name. I feel like that's the coolest one. Probably. Oh, Bing Bingarang. Why not Banga Bing? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Now I have to put an explicit How about tag on bling, this podcast. Bling bing. Um, yeah, I can't. Like I've been thinking about it. I don't think I looked up to too many people growing up, honestly. At least like celebrity wise. Um, for a decent amount of time, I really looked up to Usher. Um, yeah, he was one yeah. of my first CD purchases. Peace up, A Town. Exactly. I think for me, I was just. I really like the duality of Usher, where it's like he's down to party. <laughs> But then he goes all like confessions and burn and I'm like, wow, you're talking about emotions in a way that I've never seen, at least like Usher. Yeah, he's transcending boundaries. He's an entertainer, he's a rapper, he's a dancer. Judge on the voice. He does everything. Last question. What was the biggest plot twist in your life? That's a good question. Knowing about trade school. Now, was that recently? It was like smack down in the middle of college. I was like, holy crap. If I'm just like drawing and learning about design concepts and techniques, do I really need to be spending like tens of thousands of dollars? <laughs> like it's wild to me, just college in general. What would you have done in trade school instead? To be honest, I don't know. It's not like I looked up like if there was any sort of trade school for design and stuff. So I don't have an answer for that. I just wish that there was like a prominent trade school for it that I could have gone to or at least that I would have known beforehand if it does exist. (laughs) I feel like trade school is becoming more and more popular now. Even like five years ago when we were in college, trade school wasn't really a thing. But now it's become becoming more and more popular. Right. I mean, I feel like it just financially makes sense. Yeah. I feel like. It just makes more sense in general. If you're going to focus your time in like a career, why not just go specifically study that subject? Right. I mean, I definitely, I don't regret college, but I do wish that there was a way to have like a world experience that, I mean, I, I don't want to say that college is the only way to have a world experience, but the opportunities are definitely closer, I feel. Um, just because you have other students that are like, you know, you, you have like a diverse student body and stuff. So you get to be open to a lot of experiences like at the palm of your hand. Um, so I don't know anything about trade schools, but in trade schools, do you learn about other classes that don't pertain to your trade? So like, <laughs> I personally, like I said, I also don't know. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that like it's a good alternative for people who want to sure. save money. Um, James, do you know anything about it? I mean, not really, but I can guess. Yeah. I, I also I, don't, I would I guess, don't, like, I don't want to talk guess about no. it. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say no. But it would be. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't be called yeah. trade school. It'd be called school. <laughs> but I feel like those kinds of education are really important, especially minority education. Right. And that's one of the, like, one of the things that um, someone told me in re- in regards to like university schooling or colleges is that like the reason why we have like a 
what's the word like a wholesome um education where we're required like western slash non-western courses and u.s minority yeah, so studies general education courses right and the reason why we do those things is because like apparently one of the goals of a university is to like have quote-unquote more well-rounded people and i'm not exactly sure if that's something that like trade schools focus on too or not but maybe i feel a little uncomfortable talking about trade schools now <laughs> maybe that's not really a big plot twist because i don't really know much about it yeah how do you guys define a plot <laughs> plot plot twist this is the plot twist. This is the plot, plot twist. I actually don't know anything about trade schools. Okay, fine, fine, fine. A bigger plot twist is this. I can... I, I have more capacity than I thought ever to make my own opportunities. I think the very first time that I really thought about quote-unquote creating my own opportunity is when... Um, so I was really involved in this Filipino student organization in my university, right? And one of the positions that I really wanted was to be a coordinator of their annual conference. And it's a really well-known conference in the Philippine um, student organization sphere of the Midwest that's called FACT. Um, I didn't get it. And I was really, really, really devastated because I felt that the way that I saw myself growing as a person had to go through being able to coordinate this conference. So when I didn't, when I didn't get it, I was like, oh, my God, where is my life going to go now? <laughs> um, I called my dad. I was like crying. He's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because I didn't get this position that I really wanted. And he's like, why? It's just a position. And I'm like, yeah, but I felt like it's like really necessary in like my whole grand scheme of like my life, of like my direction. And he's like, you know, this is not the only opportunities. Like there are other ways that you can succeed in life and other opportunities that you can take. Um, like this is not the only one. And I was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> and so that's when APAC happened. Nice. Well, APAC already existed, but APAC... Wait, you definitely left out the part where you stopped crying because your dad said that you can bring the car to college. I remember that. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. I told you this thing? <laughs> yeah, you called me that day. Oh, crap. <laughs> wow, I must have been really devastated. Yeah, I, I only call you for yeah. super emergencies. <laughs> Same with James. I also only call him for super emergencies. Or at least during that point in my life. Um, but anyway, so yes, no, that is that is the case. I was crying and then I was like, oh, but I really wanted this. And then my mom, it wasn't my dad. It was my mom who decided to uh, continue the conversation. She's like, okay, are you okay now? And I'm like, I think, I think I'll be fine. And she's like, well, what if I told you that you can bring the car to college? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine now. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then APAC, which is the Asian Pacific American Coalition of oh, my yes. university. Very cool organization. Oh, I love it. They decided that they wanted to revive yes. this conference that, that APAC had like a decade ago and the years before that called Appetite, which stands for, <laughs> it's a really long acronym for Asian Pacific Americans Transforming Illinois Through Education. Mm. <laughs> that was uh, created by Paula Kim. Yes, bless her. She's awesome. She's great. Um, looked up to her too when I found out about her. So yeah, um, I coordinated that 
I co-coordinated that with uh, two other people. Could not have done it without them. Um, also could not have done it with you, Bing. You were like, you were the co-president of that. And year, I got to so. say, you all did a fantastic job and redefine what APEC meant for the community. Thanks so much. And we also That's won true. the award that year. <laughs> Was that a humble brag? It's just us. Hung- <laughs> this is, yeah, this is our tooting our my, tooting my each other's question horns. My next question on my next podcast would be, episode. what is something that you want to brag about? I like that. Okay, I'll do that. Let's next do question. that. Next podcast. I think um, my plot twist is kind of related. And it's basically the whole idea of like, hey, what you thought you had to do isn't necessarily the only path forward. Um, and at least for me, I think it was just like, I was stuck in this mentality for a very long time thinking that whatever I majored in was just what I had to do for the rest of my life. And I believe that for basically all four years that I, or four and a half years I was in college. And then it wasn't until like the final weeks before when I was like, actually, I can kind of just like pivot to anything and then just try to make it work. And like, there's nothing kind of, there's nothing about the major that kind of holds me to have to go down that path. I guess it kind of just relates to both uh, Alex and Charmaine's, but uh, more of a sense of uh, there, there isn't just one way to do things. There isn't one path. There's multiple paths. And also that life is definitely mm. not a race. Um, and I used to always compare myself <coughs> to my classmates. And I did sometimes feel like I was behind. or But like in today's world, like to, like in my life now, I do compare myself. I mean, I used to find myself compare myself to like some of the other people. But then you kind of just learn to realize that like everyone's like just going to be doing crap at their own pace. And like you shouldn't worry about what everyone else is doing and then where you are in your life. So I'm still trying to learn that. Um, I think for me, I don't know if there have been any moments in my life that can be called specific plot twists. There's just been a lot of winding turns in my life. My dad's a diplomat, so I moved around a lot when I was younger. So we've lived in Taiwan, lived in London, Chicago, Guam. And I remember hating all those times I had to move, all those times when my parents told me that we had to move. And I hated being that new kid in school because I was always that person. You know, I was always, always trying to fit in with my peers. I kind of think maybe that's why I'm so awkward now, because I'm, I'm just so used to being by, being by myself. But I think the worst, the worst one of those winding turns was probably a year and a half ago when I moved to London after graduating from, from U of I, from college. Because I don't have American citizenship, so I'm, so I'm an international student, and I need to be a student in the U.S. in order to stay in the United States. So I had to leave after I graduated. After I went to London, it took me a long time to get over having to leave the country that I grew up in and where all my friends were in. Welcome back. Come back to Chicago. You have to keep that. Can we we all say our puns? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Our tea puns. (laughs) We really appreciate our listeners. Your support is mucho importante. Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea. We hope you have a good night. Join us next time on Afternoon Tea, which is you, me, and a cup of tea. Thanks for listening, guys. Ooh. It was a party. <laughs> That's a good one. Alex? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. I hope you had a terrific time. Oh, good one, Alex. Your voice sounded better that time. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. If you like us, please tell your friends and spread the word. If you're interested in being a panelist, give us a shout. You can reach us at commonfolkcollective.org slash afternoon tea, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under afternoon tea pod.